You are now listening to Broken Home Survivalist. Niggas tried to get me out my chain. And I can't have that. Sick made to the grave. Stitch him up, throw him in the glad bag. Empty out your brains for the gang, I guess the last. Yo. So. You came back. Came back for more. I think after that last episode, everyone thinks I'm full of shit. But I promise you, I swear on everything, I am not full of shit. Put it on, put it on everything. So that being said, yeah, I be the smartest, but go retarded when I bust posts. I'm the sharpest, cut him in carbon when I cut throats. Dreadhead rust, judge dread shatter when I touch souls. Dripping as I climb up out the door. Dripping bad attitude, always down to sore shit. Dripping little finger up, screaming fuck you. No telling what a psycho might do. As I climb up out the door. Bad attitude, always down to store shit. Middle finger up, screaming fuck you. No telling what a psycho might do. So. Who's got plans this Halloween anyway? Is anybody actually going out this year? Because I know last year was just crazy. Um, Crazy as in um, chilled the fuck out, I guess. Maybe I shouldn't have used the word crazy, but y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't think many people left the house, and the ones that did got that side eye. Like, you know, oh, you're one of those. That's really dumb. But, um... Anyways, no judgment here. We all about that fun. So uh, if you are going out this Halloween, going trick-or-treating, stay safe. Keep the mask on when you knock on the door, even if you don't believe in the shit, just to, so you don't get into conflict. Anyways, who wants to hear more of this story? Talk to me. <laughs> um, I know that, you know, everybody is either like flipping out not believing anything that i say or you just think that i'm telling some good stories but either way you're along for the ride i can tell you i 100 percent promise this is coming from the heart coming you know from real memories so if you can't handle it um maybe you should tune out and for the rest of y'all uh let's pull up little bowl of those uh, trick-or-treat candy and keep going on this ride. Let me tell you a story. So for those of you who I assume have already listened to the podcast before, you know the shit I was dealing with and you know the shadows and all that. Uh, that I was dealing with as a young child was fucking crazy. And even as an adult, that shit is fucking crazy. But if it wasn't enough to be dealing with that then, yes, I had to deal with that for years and years afterwards. And I eventually stopped talking about it and stopped trying to tell people because every single damn person thought I was fucking crazy or they just thought I was being funny to tell them a story and like I have told you over and over and over again on this podcast I am not full of shit and I am not telling stories 
The only reasonable explanation that I will entertain is that I am fucking crazy because when somebody tries to tell you that what you are seeing and hearing from firsthand experience is not real, the only explanation is that you are crazy. And since I am now in my 40s living a regular life and not experiencing this anymore without like you know, no medication or no nothing like that. The only explanation to me is that I am not crazy and that shit was real. And hey, take that for what it is because, uh, yeah, I am not, not bullshitting. So anyways, to carry the story on from the last show, um, that experience in that house from, you know, from the shadow that was pacing up and down the hallway, uh, I definitely, I kept that door closed as much as possible. Um, there was occasions where my mom would come in to check on me in the middle of the night, you know, as parents would. And I don't know if she forgot or she thought she was being thoughtful or whatever, but sometimes she would leave that door cracked after she would check on me. And um, I would wake up in the middle of the night. And I don't even have to tell you when I wake up in the middle of the night and I get that funky-ass feeling and I turn around and I see that damn thing in the door again. And it was the weirdest thing, though, is the difference from that first house to this house was in, the, in that one that shadow was in the room with me and in this house that shadow would just stand in that hallway and just fucking lurk and look through that crack in the door and somehow again somehow again that seemed worse to me and maybe these were two different things but i don't know i mean what are the chances of two fucking shadows looking the same i don't i don't even know but they did behave differently, so maybe they were, and maybe I was attracting something somehow. I I have no idea. I am not the professional on that. I'm just here to tell y'all the story. Um, so yeah, so that went on the entire time we lived into that house. Eventually, packed up from there and moved on to another place, and it was not too far away but it was a different school district we didn't live there long at all but it was long enough for me to start hearing the footsteps again that that house i did not verify anything by sight but that one had again another new experience where i was hearing footsteps uh not only in the hallway but i was hearing footsteps on the roof as well and we were up on the second floor um my room was on the second floor so that was i mean it's possible a real person was running up on the second floor roof every single night uh, i won't you know say that it's impossible but that is definitely highly unlikely because who the fuck is gonna run on somebody's ceiling every damn night just to be funny or whatever um so yeah that was 
you know, that was the next house where I dealt with footsteps like all around me, but at least I didn't see anything. But we also did live in that place for a very short time. It was at a moment where, you know, my mom's new boyfriend, I think he was making some decent money and they kind of tried to move us on up. But uh, that was, you know, it was above the that comfort of paying the rent. So um, I was too young to know. I don't know if we got evicted or just couldn't afford it and decided it was a mistake or whatever. But um, we moved out of there and moved back down to some more realistic housing. Um, so, um, yeah, that was a better neighborhood, but still had some shit going on. Um, so the next house i don't want to like bore you with literally just saying next house this next house that but i want to jump to the next major event because like like i said it continued so there's no sense in boring you with all the in between i was dealing with that shit for years and years all the way up through um the next major event was when i was about I, I was probably 15. I might have been 16, but um, it was, I just remember this was right before the time that I had moved out. Um, so 15 or 16, somewhere around there. Uh, again, not that important, but just to give you an, uh, a range of how many years had passed. And, you know, I was pretty much grown at this point, you know, or at least thought I was grown. And my mom, she had managed again to get some decent work or whatever and tried to get us into a nicer place. And, you know, it was finally a house that wasn't an apartment or a duplex or fourplex, you know, whatever. It was um, just an actual single home, you know, single family home, Rambler style house, garage. one bathroom, three bedrooms, regular, regular house, minus, you know, the fact that it only had one bathroom, because nowadays everybody's got many mansions with five and six bathrooms, it seems like, but um, anyways, so we're moving, we, we are literally moving all of our shit in, and just to kind of set this up a little bit, you know, we got, we rented the U-Haul, moving all our stuff in and we're doing that thing that everybody does when they're moving from one place to another where we ran it right up to the final date of us moving in and we had to get everything out of our old place by that night you know we had to turn in our keys and shit so we were moving until like probably one o'clock in the morning it was ridiculous um we were loading up we just got done unloading one of our last uh halls with the u-haul and we were gonna you know go back and i think clean up the old place a little bit drop the keys in the night slot you know do what you you do when you're moving out at the last minute into your new place and we had family and friends that were helping us move as you do and um one of my friends you know he was like you know when you call people your cousin because he was like my 
mom's best friend's son you know we had grown up together and you know i just always called him like you know my cousin even though he wasn't my blood cousin but so him and his mom were of course helping us and there was a point where he was like oh well you know i'm tired you know it was like i said it was late i don't even remember if we had school the next day or whatever but he was chilling at the new place and we were like all right cool we're gonna be back and um so he was at the new place by himself but you know it's all crisp and clean and you know got boxes there and nice and quiet and probably thought he was going to be able to you know chill out and take a nap or whatever and um man we came back uh, i don't know how long it was this is you know years ago but we came back it was probably you know at least a couple hours or something like that we come back and in the middle of the night his ass is sitting on the porch and he just got this glossy-eyed look, you know, looking like a deer lost in headlights, you know. He had this, just this unique look on his face. And I'm like, you know, everybody is like, what the hell? Why are you standing outside? Why aren't you in the house? And uh, he said, nah, man, I'm not, I'm not going in there by myself ever again. And he, he was explaining, he's like, I could hear voices and shit in there and I'm by myself. And already i'm like wow fuck man like here we are in a new house and before it was me as an individual that was dealing with shit but if where we're moving now is genuinely got some kind of energy in there where other people are experiencing this already and we don't even live there yet like we're not even moved in i'm like oh man i can't even imagine what the fuck i'm gonna have to deal with with you know with as sensitive as i am to this shit like what the fuck am i going to be experiencing in this house uh so that was not a good first impression of this house what you know to see my cousin sitting on the porch refusing to go in there by himself on the first night um and he he was somebody who you know since i was close with i had told him some of the things I experienced in, you know, one of the other houses, but I don't think he took it seriously. And that was years before, but, uh, now that he had had his own experience, uh, he didn't see anything, but he had heard some shit. Uh, at least I knew that I had somebody that might take me more seriously in the future. Um, so anyways, we calm him down. He goes back in the house with us we all walk through the house. Everything feels fine. There's no weird energy. We kind of laugh it off. And um, even I laugh it off. And I'm kind of like, you know, oh, maybe you overheard the neighbors talking. You're not used to the acoustics of the house. You know, the houses are kind of close together or whatever. Um, and he even kind of has a look of relief on his face. So I'm kind of thinking at this point, like, okay, maybe... It's not as bad as I thought. Um, well, we can just say <laughs> I'm talking about it on the pod on the podcast. So yeah, I was wrong. Um, there was a decent amount of time where I felt fine in the house. Probably a good three four months. Uh, I didn't hear any voices. I didn't see any shadows. I didn't, you know, uh, experience anything at all. 
And a lot of that might have had to do with the fact that we had so many people staying in the house. My mom had a huge heart. So every single person that we had ever crossed paths with in our lives that was struggling was always staying with us. We always had people on the couch, um, living in the garage, sometimes even putting campers in the driveway, like whatever. Like we had way too many people living in the house, especially with one bathroom. But um, one thing that that did was it always, you know, had a presence there that, you know, you never felt alone. Nothing ever felt scary. Um, but there was occasions where, you know, people got a good job. They were able to move out somewhere. They were out doing their thing, whatever. So, you know, there was occasions where I still had the opportunity to be home alone. Now, the first experience with this was I had hung speakers on my walls in the corners. And, you know, I was, this was something that was, you know, it took me a while to do and I was proud of doing it, but um, I was young. My craftsmanship was not that great. Uh, you know, with the way that I put the braces in the wall and hung these speakers up there. And, and these are old school, like 1980 speakers. So, you know, these things are heavy and um, they were just, they were still shelf speakers, but these are solid wood shelf speakers. So you can just imagine uh, something about the size of, you know, three shoe boxes stacked up and made out of solid wood. And, um, you know, so I had these hanging in the corners of my room and I'm listening to music and I'm sure that, you know, the bass has got them shaking and all that stuff. Now, directly below these speakers, because I was a smart, you know, kid, smart teenage kid, directly below these speakers, my dumbass had a whole bunch like shelves of porcelain figurines that um, I had got from my great grandmother. They were like hand-me-down heirlooms that she had had for years. And even though they were not my style at all, <laughs> they were something that I cherished because they were from my great-grandmother. Um, and, so, you know, just something to hold her memory. Um, so I'm listening to my music, got my speakers hung up directly above these priceless heirlooms because I'm a dumbass. And the music is up loud. I'm jamming, you know, walking through the house, cleaning, doing laundry, whatever the hell I was doing. But I just remember that I was in the kitchen and I heard this crazy loud crash. And right away, my heart, it, you know, it drops because I'm thinking, oh, no. The uh, the speakers fell and smashed my my porcelain figurines and shit that's exactly what I'm, I'm thinking happened and I, I'm just dreading going into the room but you know I go walk down the hallway and I turn into the bedroom and what I found what almost upset me more than what I expected to find my speakers um, well one was still up and one fell but somehow even though, like I said, directly below was shelves of 
all these porcelain figures. Somehow that speaker had traveled from the wall that it was hanging on all the way to the other side of the room and crashed into my closet and didn't touch anything in between. So all the porcelain figurines are untouched. Everything in between is kind of obviously hard to explain my room, but um, I had my my bed up against the wall. It was kind of in the middle. Anyways, at the end of my bed, I also had a glass table. It was like a curved glass table. It was meant for a couch where you can kind of slide it under the couch. And I used it to put drinks on and, and all that stuff. The foot would slide under the bed, but the top had a glass top because, you know, we kept it. We kept it classy with the glass and brass back then. You know, everything was glass and brass. So that's that's how the look ahead. But um, anyways, that was completely untouched. I had glass. I had a cup on there that was still there. Somehow this big ass heavy solid wood speaker had traveled all the way from one side of the room to the other side of the room and crashed on the floor next to my closet. And the speaker wire was ripped out, everything. It it fell with some force. The the corner of it was broken off on the speaker. Nothing, nothing was uh broken in between. And to this day, I still try to figure out how the fuck that would have happened. Um I I was trying to think like, oh, maybe there's some way that it flipped off at an angle over the figurines and like bounced off my bed and projected itself into the closet or something like that but then the glass table what you know wasn't messed up the bed was you know I had my bed made because you know I was cool like that so I the bed wasn't ruffled or anything like that um I don't know but anyway that was my my first experience that freaked me the hell out but then also I was thinking okay well if something did do that maybe it was you know stopping the the speaker from breaking shit that I care about so maybe it's not negative I don't know now uh, I don't want to keep dragging this on too long so I'm going to fast forward a little bit to the next part of the story in that house so the part the next part that had happened was pretty much what convinced me nothing was a coincidence because like i said you can hear my my story that, from my experience uh that i dealt with with the speaker thing and you can try to argue maybe this happened or that happened however a couple weeks after that i am um, I'm sitting in that same room and I have a you know TV in the corner that is um basically when I watch it in the far corner I have my back to the to the door of the bedroom um so I'm sitting there on a uh, it's like on a cardboard box I didn't have a real chair in that part of the room and I was just setting up the TV so I wasn't worried about that I was just trying to you know get the channels right because I'm you know didn't have cable I'm flexing the ears 
and you've got the tin foil and all that stuff trying to get the uh, the channels to come in right. Uh, if you're too young to know what I'm talking about, then uh, you might have to Google some tin foil on the bunny ears. But anyways, um, so I'm trying to get the channels to come in right, get them all clear and all that stuff. Get what I think is is pretty good, and I'm starting to get this funky feeling. You know, you get that, that feeling that you're being watched. And this is the point where, you know, the, the shadows that I had seen in the past had nothing on what I was about to experience. And this was the one and only time I experienced this. But it was... So I had a feeling of being watched, like I said. And something was just telling me not to turn around, but I I had to turn around. So if you if you just have that feeling, your natural reaction is to see who who the hell is watching you. And I had my back to the door, so I'm thinking maybe somebody's just at my door. Maybe I didn't notice the door was opened. Whatever. So I turn. No no human not a human was there but i for the first time and only time in my life was a full body apparition is what they call it which i learned later um it was a woman i could see what she was wearing i could see her dress i can still see it to this day it was like dark blue with light blue pattern mixed in um but what what the most fucked up part was was i i don't know why but for you know i froze up because one i i wanted to leave the room but i'm also this thing is by the door so in order for me to leave the room i'd have to go towards it uh towards this woman or whatever whatever the fuck this thing was um but when i went to look at her face I don't I don't know why I did this or maybe it was just natural I have no idea it all happened within a matter of seconds because when I seen the dress and my eyes went up to look at her face there was nothing there and I don't I don't know how to explain it because I've you know in all the movies that I've seen and other people's stories that I've heard um I've never come across anything to explain this better, but I'll do the best I can. So um, it wasn't like a dark shadow um, when where the face was supposed to be. And I also didn't see through her. It wasn't like she was invisible. But at the top of the dress where you would expect to see a face and a head, there was just nothing. Um... I don't I really don't know how to explain nothing because it wasn't it wasn't darkness like a shadow and it wasn't see-through but it was nothing um I don't it's the weirdest thing ever I guess if I could explain it I would say and, and I guess that's exactly what I'm trying to do but um I'm sure there's some sci-fi movie or something out there where 
you know, people's memories kind of get messed with or something like that. And I would say that basically that's kind of what it feels like because I can every single part of that experience I can remember to a T. Like I said, I can see the dress. I'd be able to draw a picture of the dress perfectly. I can remember everything else in the room perfectly. But when I have that memory of looking up to her face, it's like that part of my memory was erased. And maybe maybe what I saw my brain couldn't handle. I uh, wasn't comfortable with. Maybe I deleted it. I I don't know. But all I know is that's the only way I can explain it is it was nothing. I froze. Um, there was I felt like there was nothing I could do again because she was by the door. But I eventually got the courage up be- because she was not moving. And... And realistically, this was probably all over a matter of five seconds, but it seemed like it was 10 minutes that there was just basically this weird showdown of her not moving. And I just got up the courage to, I just bolted out the door. And I don't know if I would have bumped into her, if there would have been any kind of, um, you know, interaction, like if she was solid or if that was even possible because I moved my ass moved around her because I was not taking no chances. And um, my godmother is native, and she had always told told me all these, um, you know, when I later told her some of these stories, and she was told me, you know, whatever you do, make sure, you know, you don't ever make contact with any kind of spirit because whether they're good or bad, that could have some bad consequences, that, that you know, whether it's intentional or not. So I made sure I did not, uh, I make any contact, uh, moved around her like I was running back and, um, went out that door and I tell you that memory was no joke. Um, I mean that experience was no joke, but just the memory of it and re-explaining it. Um, yeah, that was kind of like, one of the final straws when when I just realized, okay, I've I've had enough of this, and I did my best to block all that stuff out. Um, I there was no, you know, this was probably I'm trying to think what what year this was. This was probably like ninety four or something. You know, the the internet was in its infancy. And it wasn't like I could just go online and look up specialists or see what people's advice was for help or anything like that. I was I was on my own. And the church we went to, I mean, all that stuff was frowned upon. It was one of those things that you didn't ever mention because for some reason, the Baptist church that we went to, it was all about you know, you could believe in all the spiritual stuff and, you know, angels and God and Jesus walking on water and turning, um, you know, water into wine and all this, you know, magical stuff. But the minute that you bring up spirits and ghosts, you know, they tell you that shit don't exist. 
and anything that does like that you know then they start thinking you're demonic and all kinds of shit like that so i was not about to turn to the church um yeah so i mean this podcast kind of started i went from sharing a fun little story to spook y'all out to start start talking about some real shit um i don't want to get too deep into this because this will end up being a whole podcast on its own um i was just trying to to share some stuff for the season but what i did want to do by sharing this is and again um with the exception of seeing that woman because like i said that was that was the worst thing that i had seen as far as you know like a full body thing um I did continue to have experiences similar to the ones I told you before with, you know, the shadows, the sounds, the voices, nightmares, all that stuff, all the way up through my early 30s. And I think I will, in order to keep everything like on the level as far as, you know, keeping podcast episodes relevant to what they are, um, I'll probably save that for the next podcast over so, you know, we can kind of lighten the mood and start talking about some more positive stuff um, leading into the Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays. So I'll start talking about that then because I definitely made some some life changes and um, everything's been all good since then. So you ain't got to worry about me. I just want to make sure y'all know everything's all good over here. And um, if you are dealing with anything similar, well, first of all, um, don't be afraid to try. I mean, now they do have the Internet. I mean, shit, you're listening to this. I mean, you know, there's all kinds of crazy ass people, like minded people out there with you. We can all be crazy together. Um, that's what I'm here for. So this is like my own you know, self therapy on this podcast, just talking out loud. And um, I'm there to do the same for y'all. So if anybody feels crazy and you got this shit going on right now, or you have in the past, feel free to reach out and uh, I can do what I can to help y'all get through it. Um, maybe refer y'all to somebody who knows a little bit more. But um, yeah, so I just want to uh, let y'all know you're not alone. Um, other people out there are experiencing some weird shit. And especially now, 2020, 2021, um, these past couple of years have definitely been crazy and definitely have bringing out the negative energy. So if anything new has been going on in your life, experiencing shit similar to what I've been talking about, um, that might have a lot to do with it as well. You know, there's so much negative shit going on in this world right now. It's ridiculous. Um, I don't need to go off on, on down that road right now. But um, anyways, I want to thank you all again for listening. Um if there's something that I brought up on this episode or any past episode and you feel like 
I left you hanging or I didn't fulfill, you know, the the podcast title and you want to know more of something, just let me know. I mean, I like I said many times before, I'm just I'm doing this in my spare time as I can because I feel like it's something that I need to do and I'm no professional by any means and I throw this shit out there, you know, very light editing. I'm just kind of just talking from the heart. And there's going to be those people who are not interested and there are going to be those who like listening to my voice and the stories and, you know, they ride that same road and they have that same background and history or similar and, hey, we're in it together. So I just want to let you all know, be strong. I'm here with y'all. Have a happy Halloween. Have a safe Halloween. Don't be out there being crazy. Lord, please don't be out there being crazy. Um, As of now, with all these mandates going on, you know, there's less police out there. There's less um, emergency workers and, you know, whatever you got in your mind where you whatever you believe in or you might think that's a good thing or a bad thing i'm just letting y'all right know right now be safe because if some shit goes down it's gonna be twice as long for them to get to you so um make sure you have the means to protect yourself and your family but do it responsibly and um i'm gonna take y'all out of this podcast with uh some more of my Boy Lil Six, uh, shout out to him for uh, giving me the respect and the permission to keep spinning his music on this show. Um, anyways, much love, much respect. The Prince of Darkness. It's something in my psyche, can't compare no nigga like me I'm careful with my writing so the feds cannot indict me Six super slimy, if I'm wrong don't try and write me Cause niggas stop fighting back to those six, I'm serving pipe dreams It might seem a bit extreme to the outsider looking in But Elder Creek niggas known to commit the greatest sins Let the games begin, you don't drink blood, you can't get in Let the games begin, you don't drink blood, you can't get in You heard what the fuck I said, it ain't no stutter in my rhyme schemes Split him from his head, open gas, I lick the white meat Kamikaze, suicide drink, I can't feel my eyes blink Sacramento, make your mind shrink, never mind what I think Leave my mark wherever I go, flow code, make time freeze Sub-Zero the anti-hero, icicles pierce his body You can't sit beside me and not get lost, I'm not enticing Have her screaming, daddy triple six when I'm piping Let's sit through my dreadlock, had to hack it off That's the third time this week, man I'm slacking off Came too far just to get caught Addicted to bleeding blocks, decking cops and busting knots. Six, never stop. Blood seeping through my dreadlocks. Had to hack it off. That's the third time this week. Man, I'm slapping off. Came too far just to get caught. Addicted to bleeding blocks, decking cops and busting knots. Six, will never stop. Ay. Sacramentally sick, lunatics on a mission. Gotta get this licking, put this liquor, fuck up my vision. Mandatory slaughter, we ain't giving no press. Woke up in a cold sweat, and I ain't even known yet. Look, my pop just to increase my energy and give me what I need to put the game in the guillotine. 
give three fucks if you ain't feeling me. Still killing shit every week like the Middle East. It's nightmare on Summerdale, you still sleeping on me. I'm from the South with hell, B, I got the Reaper on me. When you in Northern California, they say death around the corner. So everywhere I go, I gotta keep it on me. Hey, blood, blood drinker like the count. Watch your neck late night, it's vampires in the South. We outside, nigga, we ain't hiding out. Mask on like Michael Myers every time we sliding out. Blood seeping through my dreadlock. Had to hack it off. That's the third time this week. Man, I'm slacking off. Came too far just to get caught. Addicted to bleeding blocks. Deck and cops busting knives. Six, never stop. Blood seeping through my dreadlocks. Had to hack it off. That's the third time this week. Man, I'm slacking off. Came too far just to get caught. Addicted to bleeding blocks. Deck and cops busting knives. Six, will never stop. Damn.